Good morning, Faith Life Church. It's so good to have you back again on part two of I Can See Clearly. And, and today, uh, I've really been praying for you, believing that you, that last week, there's been a lot of stones that have been removed. There have been a lot of stones. I can actually hear all the stones moving and moving and moving. And just be encouraged that when Mary was coming up to the grave, she asked this question, who will roll away the stones? Or who will be our revelation? When every time that you are seeking for revelation, there's going to be in a spiritual encounter that's happened. And what we want to do today, we just want to change the way we see things. So when you have revelation, it changes how you see the world, how you see yourself. See, when you get revelation, when you understand, when you get a revelation of Jesus, there are two major things that happen in your life. Number one, you get an understanding how you know how you see God. And when you understand that, you also get a revelation of how God sees you. So in the part of getting a revelation, what we're talking about is Jesus, that Jesus is the beginning of the revelation. Jesus is the end and he's everything in between. So when we get a revelation of Jesus, we get to see how God sees us. And number two is we get to see who we really are. So that beauty with revelation, not only do you get to see God, but you also get to see the work that God has done inside of you. So what you notice is the language of worship changes when you worship God because you've had a revelation and the way you speak about yourself changes. So what happens is you get a complete speech change. So now you can understand people's speech when they talk about worship. They start to lift up their hands and they go, God is a good God, God is everything. Because revelation changes how God perceives you and revelation also changes is how you see yourself. So when these two come together, you get faith. When these two come together, you have confidence. So you find that confident people know who they are, but they also know that how God sees them. And when you understand that, that is the power of revelation. So what we want to do is changing your perception. So let me give you perception is the way which something is regarded, understood or interpreted. It's how you get your worldview and how you see that God works. Again, let me just go over some of the things we did last week. In Psalm 18, verse 6, I cried to you in my distress, the delivering God. And from your temple throne, you heard my trouble cry. My sobs came right into your heart and you turned your face to rescue me. So the moment we... We cry out to God, God, there is an automatic response from God. Now, how do we change perception? And going back to some of the last week is that God has already revealed everything. And what happens? The enemy comes in and he blocks it. That's where we get John 10, 10 coming in. The thief only comes to kill steal and destroy. So the enemy is blocking the view. The stone is something that is not of God. Understand something. This is what really helped me. God is not playing hide and seek with you. So God is not hiding from you. I know there's a lot of teaching. There's a whole lot of stuff going on there. But God doesn't hide himself. He has revealed himself. What is happening is that things 
People's sayings, uh, wrong interpretations have put stones in front. So we learned last week that the word revelation means is to roll away the stone. And the word revelation means Christ himself. So that's what we learned last week. So understanding now, when we have our perception of revelation, where the, that means from now on, I get to see. Now, before we get into the scripture, understand that Jesus was talking one day to his disciples. And one of his disciples by the name of Philip said this, that Jesus is talking about his father. And as he's talking about his father, Philip interrupts and he says, excuse me, excuse me, show us the father. I understand this thing. Jesus is coming and he's been teaching. He's been preaching. He's been healing. He's been delivering. He's been forgiving. Man, he, he, he's got the whole, the whole gamut of blessings that he's been doing. And he's talking about his father. And here's Philip. And he goes, what Jesus is doing and what the father is, something is... He doesn't mix. So he asked Jesus this question. He says, Jesus, show us the Father. And Jesus makes this amazing, amazing, amazing revelation comment about himself. He says this, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I want you to let that explode into your spirit. This should, this should get you so excited, get you get all your spiritual juices bubbling. Is this, is that... Jesus has come and he says, if you want to know God, you get a revelation of me, but you also get a revelation of God. So God's saying, if you want to look at who I am, you need to see me through Jesus. Now have a look at Psalm 26, verse 3. And I'm reading it from the Amplified Bible. It says this, For your loving kindness is before my eyes, and I have walked faithfully in your truth. I want you to see this. He's David. Uh, he's a prolific writer. He's a warrior. He's a musician. He's a worship leader. He's a prophet. Uh, I mean, I mean the, guy, the guy's loaded with gifts. And he says this. For your loving kindness is before me. So what he was doing, let me just show you literally. He took God's word and he says, I've said it before my eyes. And what that means that I've said it before my eyes is that I interpret everything I see through your loving kindness. So he was saying my worldview is when I look at the situation, when I look at my problem, when I look at my enemy, when I look at the things surrounding me, I put on the word and I see through the word. So he says this, what I have Put before my eyes is where my feet walk. Listen very carefully. He's, he, he's got this amazing key here. He goes, what I've put before my eyes is the direction that I head. So he was putting this as whatever I am looking at, whatever has got my perception is where my life direction will hold to. So what happens is this, is if I have a negative view on something, I am headed for that negative view. If I feel that I am not going to succeed, that I am going to fail, I am walking towards failure. If I feel like I am not going to be blessed, I am walking to a non-blessed environment. So here's David saying, your loving kindness. The word there, loving kindness, is an explosive, dynamic, 
over-the-top, unexplainable word. When you look at the word loving-kindness, in the concept through the, from Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation, means this, it is where God puts you in a secure environment. It gives you an open door to walk into a place of safety where He puts favor upon you, where He looks after you, where He meets your needs. So loving kindness is not a feeling. It's not just something that, oh, okay, that's nice. What it is, it is a godly environment where God says, loving kindness opens the door. You come in. It gives you a place of security. It gives you a place of favor. It gives you the place of blessing. It gives you the place of the atmosphere where impossible things become possible. So David says, when I view this, now you can see this in David's life right from the beginning. If you look at in, in Samuel, when Goliath was taunting the children of Israel, for 40 days, he made fun of them. He made fun of them. Now, David sees the same Goliath of all the thousands of other men. The same Goliath, he sees the same armor, he hears the same rhetoric, he sees all of that. But when he looks at Goliath, He's not looking at him through normal means. He's not looking at David, uh, Goliath, sorry. He's not looking at him. He's taller. He's mightier than me. He just says, who do you think you are? Because the God of Israel is my God. I am the God. You come to me with a spear, but I come to you with a revelation that I know the God of Israel. He's not only a God in the synagogue. He's not only a God on the Sabbath, but he's my God today. And he looks at Goliath and he says, my perception is that you are smaller than my God. You might have all your enemy. You might have all your backup. You might have all your armor. You might be your, you're more qualified in this arena than I am. But your qualification is no match to my revelation. Understand this. The qualification of sickness. The qualification of condemnation. The qualification of lack is not bigger than the revelation. David here is making this huge banner for us and he's going listen is when I look what everybody else is scared of through the revelation because when I get a revelation I'm not just getting a revelation of strength I'm getting a revelation of a God I'm getting a revelation of his mercy I'm getting a revelation that can feel me touch me be with me and he comes up and he says now Goliath listen to me carefully I perceive you through my revelation. So therefore, he prophesies. Now, carefully listen to this. He starts to prophesy. He says, Goliath, you're going down. Today, I am going to triumph over you. What was prophesying was because what was in front of him. And he makes this comment. As, read it over and over again. Psalm 26, verse 3. He says, I put your loving kindness in front of me. So that's all I can see. Everything that I see comes through this. Now, just, just to give you a bit of a side entrance to this, that is why when you are in Christ, what's before the Father? The forgiveness and the blood of Jesus. So when Jesus, when the Father looks at you, he looks at you through Jesus. So therefore, it means what everything that Jesus is, is also shown in you. And he says this, whatever you put before you, 
you will walk according to it. So you're either walking by revelation, which is knowing Jesus, and you are walking towards everything that Jesus has done. Or you are perceived the problems. So when you look at the problems where you are right now, what we need is a revelation. You need to look at it. It is like when he said, when Jesus said to Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You know what he was telling Philip? Hey, Phil, let me tell you this. When I heal, the Father is healing. When I forgive, the Father is forgiving. The Father and I are one. So when you have seen my life, I have shown you, I have rolled away the stone from all the wrong teachings. And you've seen it in my life. You've seen it in my teaching. You've seen it in my action. You've seen it as we walked on the road. So now when you see the Father, you are to see through every action that I have done. You are need to see the Father through every teaching I have done. You need to see the Father through every act of compassion that I've done. You need to see the Father through every act of forgiveness and kindness that I've done. So in other words, Phil, change your perception about God and you will have the reality that's living with inside of me. So again, what I put in front of me sets my direction and the course of my life. Let me read another one of these things. Listen to David again in Psalm 63, verse 3. Because of your love, your loving kindness is better than life. My lips will glorify you. Get what David was saying. He says, my perception of you is better than life. Just, 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 just understand, we're all trying to have a better life. When you have a look at the world around us, uh, in every nation, everybody's trying to better themselves. We're trying to get a better economy. We want to live in a better house. We want to have better income, better holidays. And it's normal. It's fine. But God, but here's David saying, the loving kindness that I look through is better than my life. Wow. He says, my life doesn't even reflect the goodness and the loving kindness of God. God he's saying, when I, the thing that I'm looking through, the revelation I am looking through is so powerful that it's better than life. Now, when was the last time somebody ever gave you a product and said, this is better than life? What we do, we have products that says, hey, we'll make your life better. We can extend your life a little bit more. We, we can make your life more comfortable. But God's not saying, I'm not here for your comfort, all that. He's saying, hey, my loving kindness is so beyond human comprehension that if you start to see it, you'll go, hey, this is better than life. This is better than anything I've experienced. This is better than anything I can accumulate. This is better than any enjoyment that I can have. The loving kindness of God. And God says to you, you if you perceive that, if that becomes before you. So God saying, because you're looking at life through my goodness, everything else changes. Now, watch this. Now, we, uh, this gets even better. In Joshua 5, Verse 9 in the NIV says this. Then Joshua, then the Lord said to Joshua, listen to this, watch this, watch this. Then the Lord said to Joshua, it wasn't Joshua making it up. 
Today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. So the place has been called Gilgal to this day. I want you to watch this way. He says, I have rolled away. This is the revelation. I have rolled away. So the revelation was this. I am not rolling away. Joshua, I haven't put you in a place that is half finished. I haven't put you in a place where it needs your effort. It needs your energy. It needs all of this. What I have done for you is this, is I have given you a revelation of me. I have rolled away. And my revelation, have listen to this, has turned, has rolled away the reproach from Egypt. What the father was saying to Joshua, he was saying, Josh, watch this. Everything that Egypt has put on you, every disease, every brokenness, every pain, every restriction, I have rolled it over to you. So it's not saying in Egypt you didn't have a voice. I have now rolled away. Now you have a voice. In Egypt, you had taskmasters. You no longer have a taskmaster. You have a father. So this is amazing. We could just camp right here today. That he's saying to them, Joshua, I've given you a revelation of what I have done. What he's saying to this, Joshua, Look at Egypt. I am now, I've taken you out of Egypt. Remember this? First the experience, then the explanation. So Joshua comes up, now look what I've done. I've given you a revelation. I have rolled away. In other words, I have revelated. I have the, the beginning and the end. I have changed your destiny. I have changed your environment. I have changed your life. I have changed the life of you, of your wife, your children, your nation, and the next coming generation. Joshua, if you understand this revelation, you will never again be oppressed. You will never again go into captivity. This is just so amazing. And he goes, it's past tense. And he, and he calls him Gilgal. And what's amazing that Gilgal, Gilgal is a place where things get altered. Gilgal is a place where there is forgiveness. So it is, it, it's, it's, we're going to live it till another day. But what we are understanding now is that God is saying, I've rolled away. I want you to notice something. He didn't say, Joshua, you helped me roll it away. Um, Joshua, you worked really hard. Uh, you did this. He says, Joshua, this has got nothing to do with you. My revelation is not dependent on how much you do. My revelation is dependent on what I do. Now look at Exodus chapter 6, verse 6. says this, Therefore, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. I want you to notice this revelation. When you get a revelation of Jesus, you stop working. Your reception is, it's not how much work do I do to get something. It's what we've done, if you haven't caught up, look at all the messages that we've been doing about rest. He says, because of my revelation, Joshua... I have revealed myself and says, I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. So therefore, it means this. When you get a revelation of Jesus, 
He will bring you out of where you are. He will bring you out of your sin. He will bring you out of your condemnation. He will bring you out of negativity. You could be here, God, I can't do this on my own. Congratulations, you've got an R moment. When you come to a point where you go, I can't do this. You know, some of you, you think if I praise harder. Some of you, I've praised so much that you've gone hoarse. So now you're just making ah, noises to God. Stop it. Some of you, you're working so hard. You know, I, get, I get so many times you hear Christians going, oh, life is so hard. I've got to be all right. Now look, when you get a revelation of Jesus, get a revel- and you see the Father through Jesus, he goes, I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. What does the yoke mean? Everything that you have been tied to. Some of you are tied to your negativity. Some of you are tied to sickness. Some of you are tied to lack. Some of you are tied to inexperience. You yoke with somebody else, but God says, I'm going to do it. Revelation brings freedom and brings release. Is when you understand, you get revelation. I don't need to work to get my sins removed. Jesus has done it. I believe in the blood of Jesus Christ. And then he says this, and I will flee, I will free you from being slaves to them. So what, what, what's a slave? Slave is somebody that hasn't got uh, he, he hasn't got any energy to set his own destiny. All the energy he has is given to build for somebody else. See, a slave never sows for himself. A slave never builds a house for himself. A a slave never accumulates anything for themselves. It's all about somebody else, somebody else. They're serving masters. And he says, I'm going to free you. Understand this. To get out of slavery, it takes an act of revelation. And he says, I will redeem you with an outstretched arm. So God says, what's this? I'm reaching out for you. Sometimes we get this thing totally the other way around. We think we're reaching out to God. But let me show you this. Is that God was the first one that reached out to you. And he goes, I am reaching to you with an outstretched hand. I'm not reaching to you with a hand of judgment. But I'm doing, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to move upon you. So what we start to do now is we start to let God be God. And it's the revelation. So when I put... God's word in front of me and I start to see God through this my perception changes so therefore the way I'm seeing God and the way I'm seeing myself so now when I look at God I'm going God is not a taker but he's a giver let let me reframe that Let, let me just rephrase that the only thing that God has taken away from you and from me is the yoke of the Egyptians slavery from us he has talks about this and let me just finish off not finish off on this this is i'll redeem you from an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment watch this revelation brings judgment upon the thing that's enslaving you not on you just 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 pause for a moment we've got so much stuff even god's going to judge me uh, i'm under the judgment of god god says I have not come to judge you, but I have come and I have pronounced judgment. Do you realize this, church, that God has pronounced judgment on sickness? Well, how how does he do that? He says, by my stripes, you are healed. Let me just give you a thing. This happened to me a couple of weeks ago. Is that I, I, I was just talking to this person on the phone that hit rock bottom. 
And he had, and, and he had a sickness. Everything was going negative. And he just rang up. And, and so we were just sh- talking. And I started to prophesy on the phone over him. And, and I just started to talk about the goodness of God. I started to talk about how much God loves him. I started to talk about the power of the cross. I started to edify and look at him. I said, I'm looking at your situation through Isaiah 53. I am looking at it. That the Bible says, who has believed that report? When you believe it. And, bang, and, and then a, a week later or so, I gave him a call. And this is, I said, oh, Pastor Ted, the moment I got off the, phone, off the phone, all the pain left. Why? Understand this, that God has pronounced Judgment, not on you, but on your sickness. By my stripes you are healed. God has pronounced judgment upon your condemnation. He says, condemnation, you no longer have access, nor do you have any rights, nor do you have any more privileges in this person's life. Because my blood has washed them, cleansed them, removed it, and I don't see them anymore as they were. Now they are the redemption of God. Now they are the righteousness of God. See, sin has had judgment. Your lack has had judgment on it. How does that work? The Bible says in Philippians, he will bless us according to his wealth. So God says, your lack has been judged with my provision. Your insecurity has been judged with my security. Your hopelessness has been judged with divine opportunities. So you see, when we come and we get a revelation of Jesus, wow, things happen. Will you let God judge your circumstances? See, when I look at it, Let me just flip back a little bit. Let's go back to David. David judged Goliath. He looked at him and he pronounced judgment. He says, this day you're going down. Now, hold on. What gives him the right? What gives him the right is that he looked at the problem and he says, I have set God before me. I am looking at you, Goliath, through the word of God. And the word of God is God himself. I'm looking at you through revelation. You might be bigger. You might be stronger. You might have all the opinions going for you. You might have more people clapping for you. You might look better, smell better, whatever better. But I... I am small in stature. I'm not dressed like you. I don't even look like a warrior. But I'm here to tell you, it's not by my looks. It's not by my education. It's not by my height. It's not by anything. But it's because I am looking at you through my God. I am looking at you through my revelation. I am looking at you by revelation of God. And so therefore, I prophesy. So this is what we're going to do now. We're going to start to prophesy into our situation. Prophesy over your family. Prophesy over your finances. Prophesy over your body. Prophesy over your family, over over Australia. Let's not join all the crowds going, everything's going to get worse. Everything's going to get worse. Don't prophesy over the government. This is da, 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 da. Why don't we start to see this situation? Start to see ourselves. I will. I am going to make it. Things are going to get better for me. I came in one way, but I'm going to go out another way. It might, everything might be shouting louder than me, but I am going to go through my revelation. Understand something, church. You're not a victim because you have a revelation of who God is. And once you get that, everything changes. 
So no longer do you see, I can tell people that have had a revelation. When they talk about themselves, they go, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. God, I am secure. I am saved. I am saved. See, when you haven't got a revelation about who you are in Christ, what you do is you're talking about, you do this, I'm trying. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a worshiper. I'm trying to be a giver. I got some really good news for you. I've stopped trying. I've stopped trying to be a worshiper. Now I worship more than ever. I stopped trying to be a giver. I just now give more than ever. It's because I am doing it out of the revelation. Whatever I put before me is taking me into that direction. And when I see and I work in the in this then everything changes. That's why I am encouraging you. That's why our leadership is encouraging you. Roll away the stone, all the negativity, all the rubbish, all of that. Just roll it away. But, but, but Pastor Ted, this teaching has been in my family for years, but that's for years your family has been in this mess. Roll it away. Roll it away. Today is a brand new day. Today is a day of victory. Today is a day of hope. Today is a day that I reach my next level. Why? Because I'm living in the revelation of Christ. And when I see Christ, I see the Father. And it's absolutely amazing. And now I let him, I have entered in God will. God will to God has. So church, I just want to encourage you. Look at the situation through revelation. And the revelation is Jesus himself. So when I see the Father now, I see him through Jesus. When I see my problem, I see my problem through Jesus. And because of the revelation of God, because of the revelation of Jesus, is I now see myself through his revelation. I see myself through Jesus. I see myself what Jesus has done for me and in me. There's a transformation part. It changes everything. My perception has changed. You know, just as we were doing this, I didn't have this plan, but God brought this to me in Galatians. It's Paul's final words to the church in Galatia. Listen to what he says this. In Galatians 6, 14. As for me, may I never boast in anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified and the world's interest in me is also died. It doesn't matter whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we have been transformed into a new creation. And, and Paul's here saying it's through the cross. So just now let me pray for you. We are going to pray for you. And my prayer to you is looking through the cross. Everything that Jesus has done. I'm looking at your problem through the cross. I'm going to be prophesying into your life through the cross is because this is the maze, this is the revelation so father right now in the name of jesus father i speak to every person as we know and understand the revelation of the cross and father i just pray with looking through the cross father in the name of jesus i prophesy that you enter every household that you visit every home that you visit every life and father i pray because of your power and your generosity and your love for us that every stone be rolled away and that we can see you so father in the name of jesus we just release the full force of the cross in every house, in every life, in every business, in every situation. For Father, we just thank you because it's the power of the cross of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
And I just want to thank you for listening. I'm praying that you will be changed. And if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, this is the revelation that Jesus loves you. The Father loves you so much that he sent Jesus to die for you, to take all your punishment and then rise again and to give you that kind of life. So if you've never accepted Jesus Christ, this is all you need to do. You just go, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I want to thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. And I thank you that Jesus died. He was punished for my sin and my sickness. And because of that, I am now free and I am your son. And so, Father, right now, I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you've done that, you will see contact details afterwards. Hey, get in contact with us. We have, we've got some gifts that we want to give you. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Bless you.